This is Time Out with You Stadium. This podcast is for you sports super fans, for you sports debaters, and yes, you, the sports opinionators or hot takers. We take your calls live on air and answer questions directly from the U Stadium app. Get it at ustadium.com. Join in on the conversation with Brianna, Nick, and Frankie. Time out with U Stadium starts now. What's up, you guys? Welcome to Time Out with You Stadium. We are late because I don't know if you guys can hear this alarm going off in my background noise. Um, my dumb new neighbors decided to set off all the alarms on the floor. Um, the whole hallway is filled with smoke. So if I have to dip out for a second, <laughs> we know why. Um, what were you trying to cook in there? I know you it wasn't me. It. I, I just got home from babysitting. I swear to God, it wasn't me. I get home and I'm about to hop on here to talk to you guys pre-show. And then I hear all the alarms go off. I'm like, what the hell is happening? I think it's a sign of things to come because they know this oh, show is about God. to be heat. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> a little bit of foreshadowing. Uh, we have two pretty awesome guests today. We have one actually waiting to hop in the show. Um so I know we've been posting it all day long, um, just about how you know awesome it is that we have these guys coming on as guests. So we have one ready to go. So Splash, if you want to toss him in here, Mr. Javante. Oh, hey, there he what's is. Up? What's up? What's up? What's going on, doing? man? Chilling. I'm chilling. Yeah, good. Um, well, we're happy to have you. Thank you for hopping on with us. Yeah, I appreciate y'all reaching out. Absolutely. So we have a few questions for you, obviously. That's the whole reason why you're here. So we're just going to get off and running. So I hear your senior year of high school was pretty uh, impressive. So uh, let me just read off these stats for you. So you had 2,271 yards, 27 touchdowns on the field, and then off the field, you were your high school's valedictorian. Right. So which to you is the bigger feat? Like, which are you more proud of? Because they're both unbelievable accomplishments. Mm. Um, I feel like school, like it really came easy to me. Um, football, football did too. So, I mean, uh, I'm definitely more proud of um, just the football stats due to the fact that we won like the state championship and all that. But I mean, being valedictorian, that was like pretty impressive too. Now that I look back at it. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, I mean, both, like I said, both are incredible, mm -hmm. but the valedictorian thing, like, I was Javante, did you study? <laughs> did you study a lot, or you were one of those kids that just kind of went into school and just, like Nick, kind of, that just, <laughs> oh, yeah. would go, would just show, up, show up to class and just get, like, straight A's? I mean, were you were you a big studier? Or? Yeah, no, nah, I never really, like, studied a lot. I feel like um, I just listened in class, and, like, everything I heard the teacher say, it just came up on the test, so I feel like that part came easy. Impressive. Nice, oh. man, nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. for real. Well, Javante, you're you're coming into this draft. You're ranked as your consensus top five back. Um, you seem to be flying a little bit under the radar. There's been discussions about you going in maybe the late uh, first round. Consensus is looking like the second round. But to you, um, what do you think differentiates you from some of the other running backs in this draft? And uh, is there a certain spot that you would rather go versus not? Would you rather go in the first round, second round, or, or, or it just doesn't matter to you? Yeah, um, something that different, differentiates me uh, from other people, I feel like, um, is my ability to, like, 
my contact balance, um, my ability to like break tackles, uh, a lot of stuff. I mean, it's a lot of great backs in this class. Uh, I'm not to take nothing from nobody else, but as far as like getting drafted, um, I just want to go to the right team. So whoever picked me up, I mean, they, they just know what they're going to get. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, again, guys, you're listening and watching Time Out with You Stadium, joined by North Carolina running back Javante Williams, about to be NFL stud running back Javante Williams. Uh, PFF ranked Javante, number two running back in the draft, their 58th prospect overall, our 38th, so we got your back here a little bit more than PFF does. But, um, you know, your, your, your film obviously speaks for yourself, and everybody nowadays is always, like, focused on – Oh, the what you're testing, your 40, your your shuttle, whatever. Is there something that you took from your season at UNC last year and said, yeah, I know, you know, watching the film, um, I'm good. Everybody sees me on tape. Everybody sees that. But is there something that you focused on leading into this offseason that, you know, you wanted to improve on heading into the league? Yeah, um, definitely my uh, change of direction, um, like side to side movements. Um, I feel like I improved on that a lot from uh, – my sophomore year to my junior year, um, it was something that my coach always talked about, um, me getting better at. So I feel like that was something that I took personally and made sure I got better at over, um, over the offseason. Yeah, I can see that. And you see some some film here we got. This is, oh, this man, is one of our favorite, favorite run, run man. That's my favorite <laughs> run right there. Yeah, dude. I mean, you just, you, you know, you look like, like the prototypical running back when you see, you know, you're watching football on Sundays and, you know, we're big NFL fans here. Obviously, watch a little bit of college football too, but – the UNC program, I mean, they're making a statement. I mean, depending, you know, you know, you have yourself, Sam Howell next year, who will be a top pick, uh, Diami Brown, Daz Newsom, and Michael Carter. I mean, should people start thinking about UNC as not only a solid football school and a mainly a basketball school, but is this program starting to, you know, get up there in the tops with all these other, you know, power schools? Yeah, um, definitely. I feel like next year, uh, they're definitely gonna be a great team again uh, with Sam leading the way. Um, another great player that you had mentioned was uh, Chad, the linebacker. I mean, the hmm. defense, yeah, the defense gonna be good next year too. Um, we got a lot of players coming back, um, and a lot of young players too that just got recruited. Um, I was at practice the other day just watching them, and I feel like they have a special season again this year. Yeah, Javante, I just wanted to ask this: What is your mentality on making uh, defenders miss? I mean. You led college football uh, with seventy forced missed tackles. What is your mentality when you're when you're when you got the ball and you're going and someone's going down to you know to 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 wrap you up? What what's going on through your head? Yeah, um, just growing up, ever since I was little, I always like competed. Like no matter who it was, no matter what it was, I always wanted to win. So um, in football, I feel like you got a lot of one on one battles. And um, like you said, just getting tackled—that's a one on one battle for me. So. Just me not wanting to lose, um, even on those small occasions, I feel like that's what that's what helps me keep my balance and things like that. Yeah, is there is there a system that you know, obviously looking towards the draft and where you're going to end up in a few weeks here, two weeks from tonight, actually, is there a system? Obviously, not a team you don't have to say specifically, but is there a system that you would rather run in, or are you kind of just saying, hey, I can do it all, I can play in you know, more of a zone blocking system, or is it something that you're open to really playing anywhere? Um, honestly, just any system that, that love getting the running back the ball, I mean, that's where I want to go. <laughs> I hear you, man. Uh, All right. So we actually have a really good question in the comments that I just saw that I kind of want to pull up and get your thoughts on. So it's going to come up on the screen in a second, but I'll just read it off to you. Uh, Scouts compare you to Nick Chubb. 
So with that being said, who's hey. your favorite running back? Who do you kind of model your your game after? Yeah, you're talking about like my favorite um, right now or like all time? Both. Yeah, either, time. yeah, either or. <laughs> all time, um, my dad was a big Vikings fan growing up, so my favorite running back of all time, definitely AP. But mm -hmm. um, as of right now, I probably like uh, Saquon. Um, okay. Even though he got hurt last year, I, I watched him a lot in college and his rookie season. Yeah, he's probably my favorite. I mean, those are two pretty good running backs to kind of look up to, so. That's for sure. Oh, man. All right, let's see. We actually, we do have a couple questions in the comments for you, so, which is exciting because they don't ask us questions, so. <laughs> um, let's see. So Holden asks, how is it playing with another top five back in the draft in Michael Carter? Yeah, um, Mike, that's my dog, uh, probably my best friend. Um, we talk pretty much every day, and uh, honestly, I feel like Mike, the reason that I got so much better uh, over my college career, um, just coming in as a freshman, I feel like he really took me under my wing and just having him there to compete with every day at practice. Um, I feel like I really, that's what made me, uh, like, push me and made me get better. All right, and then I have one yeah, last man, question when, for you. When they ran for 550 yards against my – we're the you here, so I'm all about the you. I have to be. When you guys ran for 550 yards, that game was ridiculous, man. I mean, you must have thought you were going to go for six every time you got the ball in that game. Yeah, that's was crazy. We didn't expect it to be like that at the beginning, but, I mean, we didn't take it. Is there, was that's there a college crazy, program man. you like to beat up on more than, than another? I mean, I know there's obviously the rivals at UNC, but any personal rivals you like? Yeah, I probably do. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Um, all right, so if you can't answer this, it's totally okay. Um, but have teams contacted you ahead of the draft? And if so, who, maybe? Yeah, um, I've been talking to teams, but now I can't tell like, who I've Yeah, to. that's okay. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> Didn't hurt to ask, though. All right, Frankie, well, Devontae, I think we have yeah. uh, an important question here. You. Well, first off, Javante, call my Jets if you can in any situation. <laughs> call Joey D, Joe Douglas, and try to come here, man, because I'm telling you right now, you'd be a great fit for the New York Jets. We have the draft capital to get you, and we need a running back. And I think you come in here with presumably Zach Wilson. I think you guys would crush it. Um, and if you do, I'm going to take you out for lunch as many times as you want. Cutlets and Co., that's who's sponsoring this question, and we're going to ask it to you. And that's you, you know what a chicken cutlet sandwich is? No, I never heard of it. So funny. I know. No, <laughs> not, how many that. people have? We get that all it's, the time. It must be a northeast thing. I it don't is, know. It is. It has to be. It's like a little thin, like uh, cutlet breast, and they, it's like fried, fried on top and the bottom, and it's like in a sandwich. I'll, I'll, I'll we'll send you a picture of it. It's really good. But uh, <laughs> that this is a question. If you had to have one sandwich for the rest of your life and only one, what is that sandwich? The Philly cheesesteak. Oh, there he was we ready. Go. Oh, my God. He was All ready. Right, I like that answer. I like that answer. Oh, that boy. We have a couple We have a couple Eagles fans that watch the show. If, he gets, get if them, he gets to Philly, it's going to be gonna get them real excited. You know what, go, what goes on that Philly cheesesteak, though? Like, is there is it peppers, mushrooms, hot sauce? Like, what's in that? No, nah, just mayonnaise and uh, banana peppers. That's it. All right. He's banana got peppers. it. He's got it down pat. That's unbelievable. It. Well, we are, like I said, we're so thankful that you came on. It was so great talking to you. Um, you want to plug your socials so people know where to find you? Oh, uh, yeah. Just, all I got is Instagram. So, add Javante Williams. There we the go. Williams, yeah. The Javante Williams. North Carolina running back, draft prospect. Javante, like I said, thank you so much. It was awesome. Um, and good luck in two weeks. For sure. Thank you. Good, good luck, good luck man. man. Take care, bro.
Stay healthy, man. Later. All right. Wow. Uh, Nick Chubb and AP. Not a bad group. And Saquon. Those are some good group. One to be compared to Nick Chubb is one thing. And then having those two as your, your idols and like, you know, who you're trying to model your game after is unreal. That's I'm, I'm excited. I'm invested now. Patriots, you want to come get a running back uh, right ahead. This guy is legit, man. I mean, like everybody's talking about Najee Harris and, and Travis Etienne and rightfully so. I mean, those guys are studs, but I would not be surprised. And, and he's got fresher legs than those guys do. You know, those guys, Najee Harris is beaten to the ground. Obviously, Alabama runs the ball. And, well, they're throwing the ball a lot now, too. But uh, an ETM. But th- this guy is fresh. He's healthy. He's big. Like, he is – you could tell he's just amped up and ready to go. Um, doesn't know what a chicken cutlet is. I'm not surprised. It really is a Northeast <laughs> thing. But this this guy, is, he if he gets in the right spot, I mean, I would not be surprised if he's a top five running back really fast in this league. Yeah, there's something about these running backs that you just get this feeling when you talk to them or you see them in interviews or you just watch their tape that they have that uh, that no hesitation style of play, that physical style. And um, he has it all, I think, because he's super fluid in how he runs, but he's also super physical. And he's got that nonchalant personality, mm-hmm. which – I always say it works with running backs. Sometimes the diva running backs, they sort of never really get there. Um, and then you have the guys that are more sort of humble seem to come in and just really make a splash. I mean, you look at Nick Chubb, for example, he brought up. Look at Nick Chubb interviews. I mean, it reminds me a lot of Javante in a sense. And um, uh, I'm excited for him. I, I really, I honestly, I hope the Jets get him. I mean, yeah. we're not going to get Harris because he's probably going to go on the first and we're not going to get him. Um and I think, uh, you know, ETN would be nice, but he's not necessarily – no one really knows yet if Travis is an every-down workhorse kind of back. Javante is. So I think for the value and where he's going to go, if you can get Javante in the second round, mid to late second for the Jets, or for any team in that regard, I think it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I agree. And and our next – like we have another guest coming on at around 640 – Anthony Schwartz, Auburn wide receiver. I mean, the fastest dude in the draft. This this draft is loaded with playmakers. Like for teams that need a pass catcher, or even you know, pass catcher out of the backfield, like a Michael Carter, who's Javante's teammate. Like this this draft, if you need guys who can make plays for your quarterback, looking at the Jaguars with a young quarterback, the Jets with a young quarterback, uh, your Patriots could use one, obviously. So this draft, like. It's not the best draft for safeties. It's not the best draft really for linebackers, edge rushers, corners, solid. It's more deep than it is like top heavy. But this draft, you got to load up on offensive players. And between Anthony Schwartz, you can get in those mid, you know, late day two, early day three. You know, that that third round, I feel like is a sweet spot for him. He's going to take the top off of a defense and his best game is, is definitely ahead of him, in my opinion. And Javante is a guy, you could just tell how prepared he is. Like even for the interview, like he was asking me questions pre-show, um, was just on point with everything. Like he was here early. You know what I mean? That tells you a lot about a guy who's just, he was here before. I was here. Yeah. He takes himself serious. So I'm not, I'm not surprised. You know, like he was just ready to go. He's you know probably just ready to get going for the draft too. And, you know, find a team and, and land in a good spot. Well, we're excited for him. We we are. I mean, he's got new fans in us. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, all right. So moving on to a couple of the normal topics that we had planned. Um. <laughs> Chris, I am not in an abandoned office. I'm almost. I'm. I'm. I'm sitting in an office with a company that almost did 
become a band and that's WeWork, but oh, I am not in an abandoned oh office, God. right? I am at a WeWork. <laughs> I like my space, okay? I if you wanna, you know, if you wanna stop by one day, it's right here, 450 Lexington. I'm over here, all right, brother. I think we need to run a poll on the show about the cutler the cutler question is not it's like blowing my mind. I think we need to run yeah, a poll. I mean who knows what it is and who doesn't. I think people know what it is, they just don't call it called something like, different. Yeah. It's breaded chicken. Right. Maybe I like I maybe it's just the northeast thing that we call it cutlets. I, I possibly. Know. We have some time uh, also for some callers too. If you guys want to call in to time out with you stadium, we're here. We got like I mentioned, Auburn wide receiver Anthony Schwartz is joining us at 640. We got a few minutes here and there to take your questions if you want to call in. Obviously, 678-675-5118. Splash through it up. Look at him ahead of me as always. Uh, if you guys want to call in, whatever you guys want to talk about, uh, Schwartz, Javante, the draft in general, cutlets, anything, give us a call. Chime in in the chat. We'll throw you up there. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Bree. I cut you off. All right. No, you're totally fine. So um, like I said, we're going to get back to our – our topics for the show in between our interviews. Um, and have you guys seen what Trevor Lawrence and mainly his dad said in this uh, sports illustrated interview? Very the, interesting. The dad comments are a little more eyebrow raising to me than what Trevor said. Um, the dad so was just, paid. The dad was paid off. I, I have an in on this by the, the jets. Dad, oh, really? by the jets. Yeah. The jets <laughs> there. Woody Johnson out. After the his vaccine got pulled down, he <laughs> wanted to up the ante on some other investments, and he he made that wire transfer go through nicely. Trust me, Get I know how these guys work. Get the I'm at 450 Lexington, Bree. Remember, all right? Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot. You're you're in it. You're right there. <laughs> so okay, so if you guys haven't seen, meaning our viewers, um, this is what Trevor Lawrence's dad said, and it's not something that I think. If I was Trevor, I'd all be all too happy about. Um, so he goes, he's not the quote unquote, I want to win at Super Bowl at all costs guy. Yeah. Um, then his high what? school coach too, saying he could walk away and you know, walk away from it tomorrow and be fine. Like I, I get it. Like he's this guy, you know, saying he's not really the guy with playing with a chip on his shoulder and he's not out there to prove everybody wrong. And he's like, Mr. Cool, I get it. But like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I want to hear that if I'm a Jaguars fan right now. Like, I you don't like nobody's asking these guys to be Tom Brady and be like obsessed with everything about football and like live and diet. But like, you're about to come into the NFL as this like you know God's gift since Andrew Luck and John Elway and Peyton Manning to 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 have this interview come out and have your dad say this and your high school coach like it paints more of a picture. Like, am I really getting like a super competitor? I mean, look at the tape from Ohio state. I know he played well. I'm not you know, going to shit on him for that. Like I know fields outplayed him for sure. And he played well, but it, it just didn't seem like it bothered him all that much to lose that game. And, and look, I don't want to speak for him. I'm sure he's a huge competitor. You don't get to where you are, like, like where he is not being a competitor, but like, Dude, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to hear that. If Zach Wilson or Justin Fields said that, who had these like rumors about their character in this, you know, draft process, which seems to throw everybody under the bus, I don't think they would be getting this kind of, you know, look the other way that that Lauren seems to be getting. I don't know. What do you think, Frank? Well, this is a reality that out of these two guys, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson and take Mac Jones, Justin Fields, could put them in that grouping, there's going to be two of them are not going to work out, likely three. 
you might get one, you know, you might get all of them might not work out. Who knows? I mean, you don't know with these drafts. It's not going to be that Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance or Mac Jones are all going to be good. It doesn't happen. Go back to past drafts. I mean, go back to former first overall picks. It doesn't always work out. Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, Bradford you have on there. I mean, you have quarterbacks, Jared Goff. It doesn't always work out going first overall. So I do think with Trevor Lawrence, it's a little bit different. I do compare him a lot to Andrew Luck. So I don't think that these comments really mean all that much, to be honest. It happens. Um, He's being honest. I think the whole point of that whole segment or that whole article was for him to just come out and be honest and be like, this isn't everything for me. I have other things going on. This isn't, you know, a life or death sort of role for me in, 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 in my path. So I don't take it that seriously. However, um, I don't think you're going to come out and, and get a guy who's going to transform the Jaguars in, in, in one or two years. I think he's going to need the support around him. He's going to need a system and a coaching staff and a GM that's going to be able to bring in talent and competitors around him. He's not going to be the type of quarterback that's just going to lead a, a franchise um, out of the ruins like the Jaguars are and just overnight make it happen. But I will say that this class, it's going to surprise people. You're going to look back in five years or maybe even sooner, maybe in three years, two years and say, damn, I thought that guy was going to be a lot better than he was. And he wasn't. Um, I hope it's not Zach Wilson uh, as a Jets fan. Although I have said previously, I would take fields over Wilson. It, we're taking Zach Wilson, Jeff fan. So he's going second to us. We're going to get him. And um, I'm just concerned that who knows if it's not Trevor, it'll be Zach. It's going to be very rare that Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are going to be these flat out studs. And then you might get Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or Mac Jones is going to be another one. You know, Mund, it's not going to happen. That's not how these classes go. There's the chances are there's more likely to be bus out of the top five. Three will be bus versus three will be, you know, above average or great. That's just how the numbers work. Look at any draft in the history of the NFL. And and with that comment that Splash just that little clip that Splash just had up where he said that, you know, he doesn't feel like people are out to get him. He doesn't have this huge chip on his shoulder. He's trying to prove people wrong. Well, he came in and he didn't really have to beat anybody out for this job. He was he started as a freshman. He's had an incredible college career, something that is gonna go down in the history books of college quarterbacks, where we think, okay, well, who was the guy when you were younger when you're talking to your grandkids? You'd be like, oh shit, it was Trevor Lawrence and this is what he did. So it's not like he's a second string safety who's coming into the draft and he might go fifth or sixth round and he's got a lot to prove. Obviously we know he doesn't, but if I was a Jaguars fan and my team is investing their first overall pick for this guy and he says this stuff where it just seems like, yeah, like he's saying he's passionate about it, but the context behind it really makes it sound like he just doesn't give a crap. I wouldn't be all too excited about that. Like I want somebody who's going to come in and work hard. And that's not to say that his work ethic isn't there, but the attitude, like the timing is weird too. Like why are you draft too? Exactly. Why are you going to yeah. say all of this stuff now? You're about to go first overall. Yeah. And, and, and now, and Frank, to your point before about like taking the Jaguars, you know, from the dumpster to the penthouse, like, or the outhouse to the penthouse is a saying like, Andrew Luck came in with a two and fourteen team, fresh off the Peyton Peyton Manning stripper neck injury, 
and took that team to 11 wins. You know, so he took that team from garbage and won right away with them. There wasn't this growing pain. Like, like people are comparing him to luck. Well, the Jaguars just won one game last year. They went one and 15, one week one against uh, the Colts or the, the Colts. So, so, so be it. Is, is this a guy in Lawrence? Like, is he going to be able to do that with this team? Like, I know a lot of people are comparing him to luck and Elway and more about like the, like, you know, perfect quarterback prospect is really where they compare them. I don't see too much like in their games that are similar. It's I don't know, people have, man. People have to realize something too. And and he's playing at Clemson. His yards are going to be inflated when you're dumping a ball to ETN, who's taking it for 40 yards every time he's catching it. He was throwing the T Higgins. I mean, he had a ton of talent in Clemson. So his yards are going to be inflated. His value is going to be inflated coming out of college. Andrew Lux wasn't. So it's a different – he's not going to be Andrew Luck. And and I, I said this a while ago. I, I love him as a prospect, but I don't put him as this can't miss like a lot of people did. It's 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 the numbers are inflated. The the values inflated. This coming out takes away from the the type of player that he can potentially be. Um, yeah, I, I don't. He's not going to be Andrew Luck. The the Jaguars next year. If, and I'm just I'm obviously predicting. I don't know if I'm right about this necessarily, but if I had to project, I think. Trevor Lawrence will be a very good quarterback. I don't think he's going to come in and be the next Andrew Luck. And I think if he didn't go to Clemson and he went somewhere, like he went to Stanford where Luck went, I mean, it will it would be a different situation. I I don't know if he'd be the, 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 the sure thing first overall pick. I don't think enough analysts ever do that. Do you ever put a quarterback and take him and say, hypothetically, if he was in this system and was in Luck's – it was in Stanford – and went through the ranks there, would he be the number one, hands down, number one pick right now? You have to yeah. ask yourself that because that matters. A lot of people say, like, in the draft community at least, and when you talk to different people, that they felt that Clemson didn't push Lawrence to the next level, where they almost played within this system, like you were saying, a lot of dump-offs and a lot of talent around them, that they didn't ask him to do as much as a lot of people projecting him to the next level think that he could have done. So they almost said like they think he's going to get to the next level and expand his game. Obviously, that's the hope when you develop a quarterback. But they thought that Clemson almost not babied him but didn't want him to do as much in that system and didn't really allow him. It's crazy to think because of how good he was at Clemson. And look, I'm a huge Trevor Lawrence fan, obviously. I think he's going to be awesome. Uh, I don't love the Jaguars organization. I don't love Urban Meyer. I don't love Brian Schottenheimer there. Uh, so all everything that the Jaguars did, I didn't love. Um, for him in, at the next level, but he has so much to his game that you know people don't think Clemson even allowed him to do and show off. So I'm like, I'm so curious to see what kind of guy he'll be in the NFL. When look, he'll have great talent around him. I mean, they have solid receivers. They even added Marvin Jones. Um, I'm sure they'll add another playmaker. They have a good running back. They're building the offensive line. So the talent is solid around him enough that he can get by. He's not going to go to like an empty cupboard, but. It's funny just because like everybody thought Trevor Lawrence was going to get, you know, skate by basically untouched in the process where everybody seems to get shit on at one point. They shit on Zach Wilson. They're shitting on fields. Mac Jones gets his Trey Lance kind of behind the scenes a little bit, but they finally got to uh Lawrence here with a little kind of questioning his 
love or his passion for football, I guess you could say at this point. So it's funny to see even the great Trevor Lawrence can still get his in this long drawn out draft process. I don't remember one moment with Trevor Lawrence that I can point to and say, this guy handled adversity. This guy was clutch. He did phenomenal things late in games. I haven't seen it when he won his MVP in 2019 in the national championship, they blew out Alabama. So I I don't, it's it, it, the moment's not there. The adversity hasn't, hasn't, hasn't been there at a large scale for him. Like it was with Justin Fields, which is honestly, I'm going to say something now that, I, you guys might think I'm crazy. Okay. I think in five years you'll look back and the best quarterback out of this class will be probably either Justin Fields or Trey Lance. And and you heard it here on the show first. I'm telling you, watch those because I like both of those guys. Well, where do they go is the question. Like if Fields goes That's to San Fran, question. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. You know? I just like those guys. I like their intangibles. I like their style. I, I think they're it's conducive to where the game is going. I love Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson on the surface, but I think looking back, we're going to look back and say that Fields kid was was a beast. What 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 yeah. were we looking? What more were we looking for? It's so dependent on where these guys end up because in a vacuum, I would say you're crazy, but putting the system and landing place and coaching staff and, and talent around him. I don't think it's crazy. So I guess I'm 50, 50 there. Um, but I just think if Lawrence lands in the right spot, I don't think he's a guy who will do what luck did like two, you know, two and 14 to 11 and five or 11 and six now with the 17th game. But I, I still think this guy is incredible. He's one of the best quarterback prospects I've seen. And obviously the shoe and number one pick. And at the end of the day, the quotes, you don't love them. But they're not like it's not like end you know the end all for me you know for him. I just don't love to see them right now, two weeks before the draft. So here's a question I have for you guys before we get Anthony on the show. With these comments, like I said, it's 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 a little head scratching for me. If you were if you were the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence really hasn't faced much adversity in his college career, the Jaguars aren't great. Um, that's not breaking news. Like the Jaguars kind of stink. If they're bad for the next, let's say two to three years, and he's saying football's not the end all be all, how, how is that going to go? How do you guys think that's going to go? It's interesting to think. I mean, you just saw Andrew Luck retire after playing five or six years in the NFL out of nowhere. Uh, if he had, I don't think he's, it's impossible to say now he's, he's, you know, thinking about life after football yet. He hasn't even gotten there. Um, so, so much is, so much is going to happen between now and then. Um, and I don't think as an organization, you can think about that far in advance. So I'm, I'm sure that it's not going to impact them. And I don't think anything will happen because I think he is going to have success. I don't think he's going to come in and be terrible. So for me, it's just hard to even think about that at the end of the day. I don't, I don't think it's going to be something like where he's going to be like, you know, screw this. Jacksonville organization I'm out of here in three years I mean maybe this is him trying to pull an Eli Manning without pulling an Eli Manning and not end up in Jacksonville with comments like this behind the scenes a little bit maybe 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 all right so we have Anthony Schwartz coming on the show in a few minutes um and rumor has it I was told uh fastest guy in the draft is that legit I think so I would uh man you're gonna have to ask him I'm sure he's excited about that He's going to be a monster because of his speed. I mean, this kid is fast AF. Um, 
It's like Nick when the uh, when the breakfast bar opens at Whole Foods. Forget it, forget there. about it. Yeah, you know how fast um, those breakfast pizzas go. <laughs> you know all too well. By the way, those breakfast pizzas were phenomenal, and they ruined it. Yeah, I don't know totally if it was because when Amazon bought Whole Foods or what the situation was, but those breakfast pies at at Whole Foods were uh, you're talking about maybe like some of the best pizza you're gonna have. I'm not, even, and that's Agreed. coming from. Coming from an, a fellow Italiano, that breakfast pizza at Whole Foods was bomb. It was when Colleen out. left, Frank. It went downhill. Oh man, yeah. When Colleen would just would pretend to to check us out and just like slide <laughs> on the table, she got in trouble for that because she was doing it for herself. That's <laughs> God, bro. I shouldn't have said that. But... <laughs> My God, nobody um, knows but... what you're talking about either. It's yeah, crazy. yeah, we're idiots. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I just think. When it comes to the football today versus where football was five, even five years ago, it, it was it's a different game. It's a fast game. It's about speed. You see receivers like Nelson Aguilar, Jalen Ruggs. They can come into the NFL today. If they get into the right system, they'll work. They'll work for a few years. They'll become potentially household names. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, like this kid is, he's a 4-2-7 guy. He – is is lightning fast. If you teach him how to have a proper release, corners you can't touch a receiver anymore without getting a flag. He can he can play in the NFL if he if he's if he's confident in his style and he has a quarterback that can get him the ball downfield in the right spots. Anthony Schwartz could be someone that we look back on and we're like this kid was undervalued. Um, Nick, maybe you want to talk a little bit about where he's projected to go, but um, yeah. there's rumors he can. Going, he's, they're projecting third round, right? Well, Mel has him in the second round. Mel Kuyper has him going in the second, and and it really depends on when this run of receivers start, right? Because you have obviously the top three guys, which we spent you know weeks and weeks talking about. But then there's that next group of guys: Terrence Marshall, Frank, you mentioned last week, Rondell Moore, uh, Elijah Moore, Kadarius Tony. Like, there's another group of guys after that top three that can really go depending on what a a team sees in him. And a guy like Anthony, that speed is like undeniable. Like you, yes, there's other, you know, other things to the position. And like you said, the release, the hands, the tracking the ball, that's all something he's going to have to work and develop on it. And I think he's somebody personally, he's one of the top sleepers for me. And that's why I'm excited to, to bring him on. But He's somebody whose best football, again, like Javante, is is ahead of him, and he hasn't even scratched the surface on his ability at you know to play the receiver position. And I think he's so competitive. Like just doing a lot of like researching and asking different people about him, the competitive edge that he has. Again, like Javante, they're, they're very similar guys. That's why it was cool to have them both on at the same time. The competitive edge that he has and like the want to 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 develop as a receiver. If he does land in a system, like I think he's a great fit for the Jets. I really do. I think he's a great fit for Chicago. I think he's a great fit for San Francisco. I think he's a great fit for the Rams to learn under Deshaun Jackson, like you mentioned. This guy, I mean, if he goes to a team on day on day two in the third round, he might be a guy where you're looking like, wow, he he bursted onto the scene a lot quicker than teams thought. Well, we got him in here, so we are ready to pull him up. Mr. 426 himself, U-Stadium sleeper. What's up, Anthony? How are we doing? What's up? I'm doing good. How are you doing? We're good. We're all good here. So 
I don't know if you saw our little interview with Javante, but we've got a few questions lined up for you. So I'm going to lead it off. Are you, are you hands down the fastest receiver in this class? Yes, for sure. Hands down. Not even a question. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't expect anything else. What about that Every, everyone's saying Jalen Waddle's faster, though. I've been hearing it's tough. No, Jalen, he's, he's pretty fast, too, but even he knows that deep down that I'm the fastest in there. <laughs> he knows. So one of my buddies asked me to ask you, what about whew, what about Kadarius Tony? You faster than him? Oh yeah, I'm faster than today. <laughs> uh, is, is the four two six the fastest you've you've uh, recorded? In a in a time forty, yes, it has. But I'm pretty sure probably one of my track times might have been might have had a faster forty in track. Wow! So as you guys know, Anthony is a big track runner. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen the different interviews he's done. The documentary I watched on YouTube, which was awesome, with your mom and your grandma. Uh, went through playing with Patrick Sertain, who was my like least favorite player growing up because I was a diehard Jet fan. And those Jets-Dolphins battles with him and Sam Madison were like, you know, growing up, that was like the team that you hated. So um, obviously he's the father of Patrick Sertain from Alabama. If you played against him in the NFL, who's getting the best of who? Well, I'm going to say I'm going to get the best of me. He'll probably say he will get the best of, of, of it too, but – I know I'm a competitor. I know I'm uh, I feel like I'm one of the one. I probably know him the best out of any receiver, even probably even more than the ones he went against Alabama. I feel like I know him the best. I kind of feel like I know how to get him. How many times you played against him in school yet? In college, we played against. I played against him all three years. Three years, huh? That's crazy. Yeah, Anthony, you're you were a big prospect coming out of high school. Um, you had offers from Temple, Miami, Notre Dame, Fresno. List goes on and on. What um what drew you to Auburn? I think some of our fans might want to you know a little insight into that whole process. Um, what was that like? What was a recruiting trip visit like? I mean, yeah. Really, the first time I visited Auburn, I kind of fell in love with it from the jump. It was just a different vibe than anywhere I've ever been to. And it's also just like a kind of like a big, huge family there. Just the whole city behind the school, behind the team, supporting the team. Then everyone that's a part of the team is very supportive of each other, too. It's like, a, like I said, a huge family there. And I love that aspect of it. And I felt like it was a great place to both plan and to kind of mature and grow up in. Yeah, I mean, let's switch gears now from college to the pros, the transition to the draft process. I mean, this year was so different. Obviously, I'm sure you you said you were a big NFL fan, so you followed the draft and the combine process, and it sucked because I thought personally you would have been one of the stars of the combine this year just because of, you know, that track speed and, you know, the ability to just make things happen. And obviously everybody loves to watch the combine for the 40, and I think you would have obviously had the, uh, the fastest time. But with a weird year like this, what has the process been like? Have you been able to kind of speak with certain teams? Is it all through like Zoom meetings? Are there um, any any one on one meetings with teams that you were able to get to? Yeah, so the process, it kind of felt it was a little strange having to do everything on Zoom and meet on Zoom, but it kind of felt not probably not as stressful because instead of being in a room with like. Mm -hmm. For example, like uh, being in a room like Jerry Jones, someone like that, you're on a Zoom meeting, so it's kind of 
not as stressful. Just don't, don't have to worry about your mannerism, all that. But it's still, you have to be professional. You have to be able to say everything right and say everything honestly, because the reason why they're asking this question is because they already know the answers. So at that point, it was pretty, pretty kind of easy once you get uh, used to it. Probably my first one or two, I was kind of nervous. And then going on, I'd be like, oh, this is kind of, this is not as bad as I thought. And it was, from that point on, it was pretty easy. Anything crazy from anybody? Like a question that threw you out, you know, for a loop? Not really crazy, but I would get asked, like, do I have any kids? And I'm just thinking, I'm still, in my mind, still think I'm young. But, like, <laughs> 20, about to turn 21, there's kid, people with kids on my age. So that's why they're asking these questions. That is crazy, man. Yeah. Just seeing Patrick Sertain with a kid coming into the league. I mean, I'm only 31 have my own kid. But to see that, it's just you take a step back. You're like, man, you are getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, is there a team that you are there teams? Do you have a list of teams that you'd rather go to versus not? Are there certain fits that you think fit your game best? Um, you're a speed guy, so you probably want to, I guess, to go somewhere where you can utilize that speed. Or to you, it's just wherever I go, I'm gonna make it happen. Really, for me, it's just wherever I go, I'm gonna make it happen, no matter if it's a team that runs the ball out or a team that likes to go vertical, pass the ball. I'm gonna go wherever wherever I go to. I'm gonna just go from day one, just try and play the best that I can and try and do the most that I can to get reps, get on the field and get the ball out and try and dominate with the attempts and take everything, don't take anything for granted. Okay, so follow-up question. Um, how would you feel about catching passes from a former Auburn Tiger in Cam Newton and New England? Because we need receivers. You don't want to <laughs> do that. <laughs> <laughs> we need receivers so bad. <laughs> no, I would love to, especially playing with a great quarterback like Cam Newton. There we go. Belichick and for, uh, for an, an iconic team in the New England Patriots, it would be a great, just be a great place to be in, a great place to play in. Oh man, look at that comment. We got to cut and clip that so I can tweet it out. People <laughs> are gonna fall in love with you like that. And Alec asked a question: When the Ravens draft you, I need a Hollywood Lamar Schwartz race. Who's coming out on top there? Oh, I'm easily coming out on top. I could <laughs> Right now, try to find out that race them right now. But yeah, is there now. any is there anybody you think that could that could beat you in a race? One guy in the league, one guy in college. Is there somebody that we would should watch out for? On the football field, no, not at all. The closest would probably be Tyreek, but other than other than him, really, there'd be no one really even close. Honestly, so if you were if Tyree, if Tyree Kill wanted to race you, let's say for ten thousand dollars after you get your contract. Would you do it? Would you race him on a full football field for ten for ten k? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> we oh, gotta I get love that. Going, man. That's my kind of guy right here. This is what we got. We got Nick. We have to make this happen. I know. Yeah, we gotta get this set Maybe up. Sure everybody's asking you, right? Right. Yeah, I feel like that's been asked so many times. Is there? Are we any closer to seeing this? Not yet. Probably no. when I get dropped and get everything settled, then it'll be probably easier in time to make that happen. Maybe you'll end up in KC. I mean, I'm sure they lost Sammy Watkins. I'm sure they're they love players like you that can get them the ball and you know hit your head on the goalpost. So that could be a, a good fit. Is there any other teams that? I mean, I know it's a tough question. We always ask the guys, and some of them are iffy about answering it. But is there any teams that have shown a little bit more interest in you than others that you could see yourself with in what two weeks now? I would say um, probably more like the Jets, the Rams, the Chargers, 49ers. Uh, the Bears, the Vikings, those are teams that have there's, – there's probably there's some more teams. So those are teams that I've heard from more than once. 
And so those cool. teams that kind of stand out in the back of my mind. Usually when I when people when people usually ask me, I say those are teams that I kind of I feel like might want me more than others. But of course, you never know. It could be a team that I talk to right. once ever, and the next thing you know, draft day, I get a call and it's the team that I would never even think I would be going to. For sure. Could be the Patriots. You never know. Be. <laughs> any pro comps you have, like uh, any of the scouting guys or like these so-called experts have given you a uh, a pro comp that that models your game around. Not specifically who you model it around, but they who they tell you they remind you of. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of um, mainly actually Will Fuller, and then some oh, Curtis, yeah. and then of course some uh, Tyree Hill as well. I think any team can use any of those guys. That's for sure. I can think of one right off the bat. <laughs> just saying. She's trying to make this Patriots thing I'm happen. I'm just man. saying. Bro, Cam can't even throw 20 yards anymore. Lee oh, used to. We're not talking about Cam. We're talking about Anthony. Just saying. I think Zach Wilson and my man AS, that would be a combo right there. Yeah. That's what I want. But, um, Anthony, uh, good luck in the draft, by the way. We're going to be rooting for you. We hope you get drafted higher than 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 even expected. Like we'll be rooting for you. Don't forget about us when you get drafted. <laughs> you can always do a show on U Stadium. We always ask our guests this question. Um, uh, we're gonna ask you: Do you know what a chicken cutlet is? I've heard of it, but I don't know exactly okay. what it is. All right, Damn it. progress. All right. It is All right. progress. Getting, You're right. Progress. All right, one sandwich the rest of your life. What's in that sandwich? Honestly, it'll be it'll be a chicken chicken. It'll be a buffalo chicken sandwich. Good one. Okay. What's on it or in it? Just buffalo chicken. You got blue cheese. Blue cheese. Yeah. I don't really like cheese, so it'll just be buffalo chicken. And maybe maybe if I'm feeling right, it'll be pickles in it, like a like a hot chicken sandwich. Like so it'll be one of those two. Who's got right. the best hot chicken sandwich? Is it Popeyes? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got to know, right? This is a like, sensitive subject for some. That's where Nick's going after the show, so he's got to. This might make or break where I go. After the show. <laughs> There's a place in Birmingham that's also in Nashville. I forgot what it's called, but it's really good. And then there's a place actually down here in Florida called Hot Chicks, and that's really good as well. Ooh, I like right. it. I'm gonna so be local, I'm gonna be in Florida in a month and a half. I might have to check it out. <laughs> All right, we have, I there's this one there's one question in the comments that I think is a really good one. So I'm going to ask you it before we wrap up. Um, who's the one corner that you would love to go against in the in pros in the league? You can only pick one. Like only pick one. Yep. Ooh, there's so many good ones out that I want to go against, but I probably have to say I probably have to say Jalen Ramsey. Yes, I wanted you to say that. <laughs> That's the right answer. You see, you're going against all the top guys, and he's usually eliminating them from the game. So I want to test. I want to be able to test myself against them, and if I'm able to, if I'm, if I go against them, and I have to just do my best. If I get on top of him and I catch a touchdown on him, I'm not going to talk or anything. But I'm gonna be like, touchdown, Jalen Ramsey. You can't touchdown on anyone. That's my. You can talk because you know if he shuts you down, he's gonna talk too. So if yeah, but that's what he wants. You can talk. That's what he wants. Don't give him what he wants. Make oh, him man. make him uh, think about it. This is a type of personality you need to be great. Yep. By the way, yes, this is absolutely. greatness right here. We, Nick, we have, Nick, you have to send this out to some some people because this is you're, this is big time stuff, man. This is big time. Yeah. yeah, I mean the confidence, the attitude, like I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and, and not to uh, you know to, to blow your head up a little bit more. I don't know if you heard before <laughs> we got on, but I was talking about how you know the competitiveness that you had. I, I you know. Before the show, before you came on the show, I kind of just 
previewed your game a little bit for, for the guys and girls and whoever was listening was like, yes, the speed, everybody will talk about it. I'm sure you're sick of talking about it, but it's that little bit of that extra edge that you have to me takes you from that like level where people are saying, all right, maybe I can get an Anthony Schwartz on day three in the fourth, you know, the fourth round or fifth round. The fact that you have that to go along with this elite track speed, you can't coach that kind of stuff. The speed and the competitiveness is why, in my opinion, you're a top 50 player in this draft. Sir, I appreciate that for sure. Of course, man. Don't lose that competitiveness. Even if it's tough, like, coming in as a receiver it's tough you know in the first year or so in in the nfl but man like if you keep that and you you keep grinding with you know training and keeping that speed up i think you're going to be you know big time in the league bro absolutely all right so before we wrap up before we wrap up you want to plug your social media so people know where to find you yeah so uh, my instagram is anthony uh, anthony underscore flash 10 my twitter is the real flash l and flash is the one and okay. you want to follow me on TikTok? It's Anthony underscore Flash. And I barely post. Oh, them. TikTok! <laughs> so Brianna, TikTok you gotta follow him. Yeah, okay, so I'm the expert. resident TikTok expert here. So I will hit you up on TikTok. Make sure I toss you a follow. Um, yeah, and that's that, Anthony. Thank you so much. This was awesome. And like we said, keep up that attitude, keep that confidence, and we're gonna see you do great things. So best of luck in two weeks, and we hope to talk to you again. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for having with me on. Jets. If you end up with the Jets, <laughs> the chicken colored sandwiches on us, bro. We'll talk. Damn right, man. All right, Ant. Bye. Be good, bro. Bye. Right. Later, Ant. Okay. Well, that is like he's, night and day. Night and day from the Trevor Lawrence comments. Yep. You hear the popos? Yeah, yeah man. Oh, they're, they're coming. Left. Yeah, they're he's coming. that fast. They're coming. That, that's he, he, you know he killed the interview. Yeah. I told you that the, 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 your siren was a preview for what was coming with the smoke. Yep. And now the now, because Anthony all, just murdered that, we got the cops. That's coming. all splash right there. Where are the cops right now? This, so who's, they are, are the outside my apartment. Uh, oh, that's yours? Louise. Yeah. I don't really know oh, what's going on own. here today. What is going know. on? I don't know. Things are popping off in Providence, I guess. <laughs> Speaking of Providence, do we want to talk about <laughs> – okay. I don't I want oh, to cry or anything. I don't know if you're ready for this emotionally. Oh, no, no, no. We, we can talk about it. It has to be talked about. In order to move on, it has to be discussed. That's a good, good way to cope with so. it. Yeah. Give us, um, so give us a little bit here. This is your, we'll give you the floor, Miss Patriot. This is my thing. Um, Julian Edelman, as we all know, has called it a career after 12 years with the Patriots, um, being their absolute workhorse, Mr. Reliable, whatever you want to call him. Um, his knee, I guess, is just too far gone to the point where he just, he can't do it anymore. So he's done and it sucks. It's not something that we didn't see coming, um, but that doesn't make it any easier to kind of wrap your head around and deal with. Um, Cause when somebody has done so much for your football team for over a decade and like when it comes to Julian, I mean, he came in, he was quarterback in college. When Bill drafted him, he said, well, he's not going to be a quarterback. We don't really know where we're going to put him. And he ends up playing receiver, part returner and cornerback. Like he did it all. Um, so he had, I mean, he had an amazing career with the Pats. He's somebody that you can't tell the story of the New England Patriots without Julian Edelman. Um, he's somebody with the last decade of football. You can't tell the story of the last decade of football without Julian Edelman. That catch that we just saw in the 28 to three Super Bowl. I mean, 
we saw how many Patriots Super Bowls end with crazy catches. Jermaine Curse almost made it a three-peat with insane catches to finish off games. So with Jules, it was like the biggest sigh of relief. Um, and he bleeds Boston. Oh, my God. He's like through and through, mass hole. He's embraced it here just as much as we've embraced him. So it sucks. It's sad. Um, he's definitely going to be in the Patriots Hall of Fame. And I will be at that red jacket ceremony. And then we get into this argument, which has been the hot topic of Twitter for the last few days. Is he a Hall of Famer in the league, not just the Patriots? What do you think? My answer is no. Okay. I feel and better saying no now. That is, if, that is surprising. I know. That's very I know. surprising. I know it is. My thinking is, is if they factored in playoff stats, then you could maybe make the argument. But he just didn't. And that, that's because he only played five full seasons as a wide receiver, in my opinion. He didn't have that big of an impact on the stat sheet. He didn't rack up yard like 300 yards a game, 200, 300 yards a game, every game. He had his most receiving yards this past season with Cam Newton in his career. So with Jules, it's it sucks because I love him. I want him to be a Hall of Famer beyond the Patriots Hall of Fame, but I just don't think it's going to happen unless, you know, the criteria changes and they change their thinking on um, postseason stats and whatever, but he's not. And it sucks to say that, but he's not. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think he is. And I could do this quick because I don't really care too much about the conversation of the hall of fame. It's not something that really gets me too excited. So I'll give it to you, Frank quickly. But to me, he is not a Hall of Famer, but he's a better Patriot than Wes Welker is. The Super Bowls speak for himself. Absolutely. For himself. Three to zero, right? Welker didn't win one. He lost, I think, three or two. Um, more playoff two. yards. Oh, yeah, lost one with the Broncos, too. Yeah. Um, more playoff yards, more playoff catches by a lot. I think they had the same playoff touchdowns. I could be wrong, but um, I just think when you think of if there was a clutch Hall of Fame, he's in it. If there was a, like, toughness Hall of Fame, he is in it. But to me, as a Hall of Famer, he was never a top 10 receiver in football ever. Okay. He never blew you off, you know, with, with the stats and the touchdowns, like the 1,500 yards and, you know, 14 touchdown seasons. So, you know, yes, he <clears throat> played his role perfectly. He played a Hall of Fame role for the dynasty that was the Pats. But to me, he just, you know, he's not a Hall of Famer, an NFL Hall of Famer. There's too many guys that are better than him that haven't gotten in, and we can go on for days with the names and such. But to me, just not a Hall of Famer. But, man, he was – I hated going against him as a Jeff fan, that's for sure. All right. I'm going to explain why mm -hmm. Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer. How about oh, them apples? Lord. Wow. How about okay. them effing apples? All I right. bet everybody expected this from me and not from you. <laughs> no, honestly. When the question was first proposed, I said, yes, he is a Hall of Famer. Honestly. Then I looked at the stats and I said, no, he's absolutely not a Hall of Famer. And then I'm like, why am I going so much based on stats? Look at Terrell Davis. If you want to go look at someone who's a Hall of Famer, look at Terrell Davis's stats. Look at some other players that have been in the Hall of Fame. If we're going to go on just stats, isn't Frank Gore a top five running back all time? If we're going to go by stats, you can't always go by stats. The story of the NFL cannot be told without Julian Edelman. 
Bill Belichick called him the best competitor that he's ever coached. He said he lit a fuse with that team in terms of being competitive every practice. He was the guy. I never saw so much outpouring of support for a player after they retired. Yeah, his numbers aren't great, but his playoff numbers are fantastic. He is second behind Jerry Rice in receptions. He is second behind um, Jerry Rice again in playoff yards. He's one of the best playoff receivers in NFL history. He was the backbone of a team and a dynasty that was one of the best dynasties in NFL history. He had 1,000-yard seasons. It's not like he didn't have 1,000-yard seasons. He had 3,000-yard seasons. He maybe had three. He had three, but you could count one other, 972. Um, He had some injury problems throughout his career. But Julian Edelman overall, when, when it's all said and done, he is somebody that when you're talking about the NFL and it's about winning, and too many guys and too many analysts, um, uh, and I mean football players, they just worry about stats, and it's not all about stats. The game is way too much predicated on stats. If if you were to put Julian Edelman and, and I, I don't know, all right, let me just go out on a limb here. Calvin Johnson people think is like some God-wide receiver. Newsflash, he's not. Talent-wise, he is. Stats-wise, he is. He's not. He didn't win anything. What did, what did Detroit do with Calvin Johnson? What kind of competitive streak did he bring to that team? But yeah, people loved him playing Madden. People loved watching his highlights. He didn't change the NFL. The NFL story starts and stops. You don't even Maybe you don't even bring up Calvin Johnson. Julian Edelman, you have to bring him up. Uh, maybe it was that catch against the Falcons that was the catalyst for me, but uh, stop over. We overthink this too much. You want to go by stats and Pro Bowls and all pros. I get it, but his playoff numbers speak for themselves. He's a football player. He played special teams when he came in. He wasn't expected to ever be a starter. He, he was a freaking corner when he came in. He was a corner. Yeah. He, he did everything. He, he threw when they did trick plays. He had some of the biggest. He's probably done more with history. less than anybody in history. Of course. So what else do you want a guy to Talent do? Life. Yeah. He's not 6'5 like Calvin and runs a 4'2'8". If he was, it, we'd be having a different discussion. But I'm saying you have to reward the game for what it's predicated on. The NFL is a game of heart. And I think right now we're too much focused on like stats and, 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 and fantasy you know, points and stuff. This is a game about heart, and heart wins, as you saw last year. Who won the Super Bowl last year? Tom Brady again. You think physically he's got it? He doesn't. He's lucky still even playing or starting. Um, that's for sure. But give a guy a bone when he deserves it. They gave it to Terrell Davis, rightfully so. Look at his stats. He barely even – what, he played seven seasons, Terrell, or eight? Julian Edelman, to me, is a Hall of Famer. I, I, don't, I don't think it, you have to overthink it too much. So I saw an argument on Twitter naturally from a blue check mark guy who's trying to completely, you know, discredit this whole argument saying that I think it was Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy Macklin he used, hmm. I think. And he's saying that, okay, well, if we're going to make the argument for Edelman, we have to make the argument for Macklin. Like they're, they're, if you look at their numbers, okay, maybe they're similar. You got to take into consideration what Edelman has done. I know Splash. I knew that was coming. I love Splash. You have to take into consideration <laughs> what Edelman meant to this team. You look at 
the AFC Championship game against Kansas City, those third and tens in overtime? Yep. Uh, no, that doesn't happen with anybody else. Maybe Gronk. Maybe maybe Tom could have gone to Gronk more than he did in that overtime drive. But Jules, Tony Romo called it from the booth. Oh, they're going to Edelman here. And what happened? They went to Edelman. Edelman was the security blanket. Edelman was the guy that when all else fails, you know you can go to him and he's going to get shit done. So if we're not going to consider the playoffs and that clutch gene that not a lot of people had, then like I just think it it's kind of like an antiquated process. Like I said, not to say that I think Edelman is a Hall of Famer because the process isn't going to change. So going off of that, no, he's not. But if it did, you could – I agree with Frankie. The points Frankie made, I mean, spot on. So, Yeah, it's it's an interesting topic for sure. I mean, the Hall of Fame is such a – it's so funny. People claim they don't care about it, but, man, it riles people up. <laughs> you know, like same thing with the Baseball Hall of Fame when you talk about it or, or the stats in baseball. It's crazy. Well, if Julian Edelman played special teams. Do we value that in terms of stats? If a guy played special teams and rallied up his, his fellow um, gunner – and motivated a gunner and he made some tackles or he, he recovered a few fumbles. Is that valued into his stats or his throwing touchdowns valued in the stats? Why do we just value like just receptions and, just and receiving, receiving yards? Stats. I get it. I get it as a pure receiver, but the guy didn't come in as a pure receiver. He came in as a football player and uh, Belichick's whole um, Belichick's entire, uh, uh, you know, What's what's going on in the background? By the way, I hear like <laughs> racing cars and stuff. With the okay, like so here's here's something. And, uh, and by, the way, by the way, I want I want to see some Alec. You're in the comments or someone. You make you're making all these fake accounts, talking ish. If I find <laughs> out it's you, I'm banning you from the U Stadium app forever. <laughs> you're gonna be with that other jackass who's who's trying to Venmo me to get back on the app. So Alec, if I find out it's you, I'm gonna He's ban you for you. life on the U Stadium app. You will never come back. You're annoying as hell and you need to grow up brother you need oh, to grow up you act like a little freaking baby grow no, up I dude, know. or i'm I know gonna ban you is. for life i, I don't even see it, it. I, I must have not whoever really it comment. is is getting banned from the app i have i've Hard had enough. for the course um so something i've learned since moving from boston to providence is that they have a big like street racing issue here with like dirt bikes and quads and stuff like that um and i live my apartment building is on like a main strip i'm like <laughs> right downtown and that's just where they decide to ride their shit um so it's fast loud. and furious they're it's filming loud. the they're filming fast and furious 38 yeah. out there yeah, yeah. like three yeah. o'clock in the morning and you just hear like a shit ton of atvs go by it's i mean all right let's whatever. to wrap up let's take some questions in the chat the call in if you guys want to do that we got five minutes before we Hop off of here. Any any good questions? Splash, I'll leave it up to you to throw up. Or Brie, if you see one that you like, let's do some random ones. Let me see. Oh, Jesus Christ. Better Hall of Fame case, Eli or Edelman? Eli. Yeah, Eli. I, I, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm in the boat of Edelman getting in barely. Eli deserves to get in. Although you I don't think he's a first game. ballot. I don't think he's a first ballot sick. Hall of Famer. Yeah, maybe not, but he uh, – I don't know. The, the the Super Bowls he won, man, and how he won them and who he won them against, mm-hmm. it's it's, it's big time. Javier, this is a good one. Um, This whole Aaron Donald thing, did you see this? 
Yeah, I did. Why? Why isn't any anybody like? Has he denied it yet, or like has he come I, out and said anything? I, I don't know, but you guys saw the picture, right? Yeah, I mean, who in their right mind would even get anywhere near Aaron Donald in in a non friendly encounter? Not saying like he didn't just get kind of cheap shotted, but what are you putting yourself in that position for with Aaron Donald? Probably the number one guy I'd stay away from. His eyes like like stitched shut. My God, I will say it seems like it re is real. It happened. If it is, I mean. He's going to have a really – I mean, Donald's going to need a really good lawyer, and he'll get one. And he will um, he will settle, and he will pay this guy who got hit a lot of money. If it was a random – if it was a regular person, you may go to jail for something. I'm just saying. I'm not I'm not saying that it for sure happened, but it seems like it did. And Donald's, uh, Donald's a nut job. He's uh, – you see him play. You see him in, in, interact with people. He probably hits someone for real. And – you know, oh, Steven Jackson, happens. the Rams legend, uh, uh Patriots no. legend, Steven Jackson, <laughs> Falcons legend. No, I don't think so. Not a bad case, though. He was a good player, he had some really good years, but uh, he's he's almost there, I would say. But I mean, Frank, people I, are saying you went after the wrong guy, it's not Alex, yeah, no, by the way. Just it wasn't, it's not Alex, Alex, no. Alex. Who, who's 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 the Tom, I don't even, who's the Tom Brady kid that loves Alex. Tom Brady? Alex, I meant Alex. I get the mix. Alex, I know you're. If you're listening, grow up. <laughs> Alex, right? Alex? Not or who, or who, Alex, or whoever's commenting. <laughs> when are you guys gonna grow up? What, what are you? What are you on a chat? Freaking bashing some. What? What? What does yeah, that get so you off? You think you're funny? You're not fun. No one's laughing at you. Should have them call you. in. Don't I'll, waste I'll your time. Up, I'll fill you guys in in the post show. I know who oh, it is. All right. it's just like it's a never ending thing. They're obsessed. Sniffed out whatever. the rat. Bree sniffed out the rat. It's sorry, whatever. sorry, I Alec. I love you. Sorry, Alec. Alec with a C. We love you. And Frankie didn't get it. <laughs> Any but, other questions, right. Splash? Let's get, let's get one more question from you guys in here, and then we're going to head out because the Bruins just started. <laughs> Whoa. And, and the Mets got rained out for like the sixth time. <laughs> They're not going to play a full season at this Dude, point. And it's going to snow tomorrow in, in Colorado where they play. I don't know if they'll cancel it, but my God, it's like, and they're actually playing well, of course. They went three in a row and they get rained out. They'll probably go lose five now. Can we not talk about baseball, please? I'm telling you, the gap, the gap is a curse. Hey. The pitching staff. I mean, Judge is playing, oh, Judge okay. is playing so well. The freaking when he plays, Red Sox he's awesome. won nine games in a row. My Yankees aren't last. Aaron Boone is an overrated manager. We've I been agree. saying it for a while. He doesn't yep. have what it takes to lead this. Splash is, Splash is just reading my mind right now. Yeah, Bree, you were excited to talk oh. about this no-hitter. So I want to get your guys' opinion on it because it, again, was a hot topic all over Twitter last night. Rodon had a perfect game until mm – -hmm the second to last out of the game and it clipped Perez's back. I believe it was his back foot mm -hmm. or no, it was his front foot. His black back foot was planted. And I've seen both sides of this argument and both sides. I can agree with one. It's that unwritten rule where you're losing by like seven, eight runs. The guy There's needs nothing, two more right? outs. Yeah. The guy needs two more outs to throw a perfect game. There's only been, I believe 23 perfect games. How do you, you – you can't just stand there and, and get hit. you got to move out of the way. It's an unwritten <laughs> rule in baseball, and I've always bitched and moaned about how the unwritten rules suck. But this one I can kind of agree with. You know who I was more pissed at than, than – I, I feel like uh, – what's his name at, at, at the plate was not really to blame because I feel like it was more of a reaction. The umpire was way too excited to say that he hit him. 
Like, don't you yeah, want to be a was. part of this? Look how he comes out here and like, no, like as if it's like a one nothing game with like runners in second and third. This umpire comes out and like it's, it's he's making a moment of it. It's like what happened with the other uh, Galarraga. Remember that other it was Jim Joyce, I think it was. And like he wanted, don't you want to be a part of the moment for good? Like you called, you know, you umped the perfect game. Why is he so excited about it? That bothered me the most. So the other spectrum side of the spectrum in this argument is that Perez was already hands up, ready to swing. And at the rate of speed that the ball was coming in, he couldn't adjust and move out of the way. So people are, people are pissed and think he broke an unwritten rule. People are saying, oh, well, what the hell are you going to do? You got a 95 mile per hour fastball coming at your feet and you, you have a second to adjust. I'm more, to be honest, on that side where I don't think he really did anything wrong. I don't either. Yeah, Alec, he's just standing there where, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, mean, I do think up, Perez, yeah. though, like, I mean, it could have made a better half, effort. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's when you do, and you, and then after you Venmo request a guy like, you know, $20,000, that's what I would have done. I mean, really, like, yeah. you don't want to be a, like, you don't want to be, you know, a no, uh, perfect gamed, I guess. I don't know what they call it, but like, you don't want to be the yeah. team on the back no, of, of course not. perfect game. So, I like, did feel, I did feel bad for the pitcher. I mean, he yeah. wanted that yeah. so bad. And he's terrible, by the way. Like, he's not a very – no, he's not a good pitcher. I mean, look it at his number. It does, right? Like I love how these guys come out one night and just, like, they're on it. It's Who was the A's pitcher? Uh, Dallas Braden, right, Splash? You can correct me if I'm wrong. Like he threw, Yes, uh, Dallas Braden. Perfect yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, it's day. funny how it's <laughs> like, you know, it's never like DeGrom or, or Cole, you know. like It's always – 2011. Like, it was King Felix in 2012. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And your boy, oh, Johan God. Santana, threw a no-hitter for the Mets. Well, ruined his career. It did. It did. <laughs> he sold, he sold his soul for that no-hitter. He's, he's never the same since. And By the way, quick, quick art. Yeah, quick art. Yeah, I was about to say that. Jacob DeGrom, I was arguing about this with some people. Honestly, I think at the rate he's going, and he is, for his 185 career starts, he is third in strikeouts behind only Nolan Ryan and Randy Johnson. And he's not a strikeout. I mean, you don't look at him as like an overpowering strikeout pitcher. He knows how to work batters. He knows how to, you know, maneuver his his way around guys so he doesn't have to just depend on his fastball all the time. Jacob DeGrom, I mean, he's one of the best pitchers I've ever seen, yep. honestly. like, And you're talking about bringing up, you know, Roger Clemens, Pedro Martinez, Randy Johnson. I, I, I don't know. This guy's incredible. He's got the mesh of, of, of a guy who works the plate like a Maddox, Glavin, who happened to be on the same team, but also that overpowering fastball like a Randy Johnson. And he's in, he's really incredible. I mean – it's, well, um, it's funny I would to love see him. to. Uh, I would love to to give Degrom his dues on here because not to toot my own horn, but I've called Jacob Degrom since day one. I said he was better than Harvey. You I did. Said he was better than Cindergard. Nick did say that. Never Nick said that a long respect. time ago. I will say that. the The thing with him is he started. You know, he didn't throw in college. He came up as a shortstop from Stenson. You know, the quarter uh, college in Florida, and he was a, he was a shortstop. That's why he's such a good hitter and an athlete now. He his arm isn't as gassed or taxed as some of these guys who've been throwing since they were 14, 15 years old. So yeah, he's like 31 now or something, and he's only had like a five or six year career. He says he wants to pitch into his 40s, and I don't doubt it because when you look at his velocity, his average fastball is 
is getting it's, it's higher and higher every year. And he's throwing like a hundred and a hundred and one. He hit a hundred and two in spring training. And and when he came up in his Cy Young year, he was throwing like 95, 96. He could gear up to 98 every once in a while. His release and his his frame, he's so long and skinny. And his release when he throws, he's like it's like picture perfect. And it throws you off because of like the slot, like his release where he you know gets rid of the ball. It's so like hard to to track as a hitter. And he's just like, I feel so bad. And I get so mad at him. Like, you know, people see me freak out, whether, whether it was on my own personal Twitter that I deleted or if I'm doing it from MLB, you know, U Stadium's account. And I get so mad at the loser Mets. I'm a Met fan, so I can say that. It's like you can make fun of your own kids, but if somebody else does it, you know, you throw down. The loser Mets just year after year don't give him any support. And he's going out there and you would think that would like, play a toll on this guy where he's like, I can only, you know, I can only give up a run today or maybe no runs today. And he does it just start after start. And it's like the most dominant, you know, performances you see just every game. And they just don't like, he's the best, best athlete on the field in every start. He's the best offensive player on the team when he starts. So it's like, I, I, I like that people are starting to kind of give him his dues because he is one of the best pitchers we've ever seen. The thing with DeGrom is I remember a few years ago it was like a joke how he would go out there, pitch his gem, and the Mets would lose. It's worse and it was now. like and it was happening every other time he was pitching. I'm like, this, this, this laughing, this joke has to end. It's like a joke that just keeps happening over and over. And it's like, how and it's still happening. Yeah. Like it's the worse guy now. in two starts this year, he has 21 strikeouts. He's allowed one run. He has a 0.64 ERA, and the Mets are 0-2 in those starts. It's 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 not even a joke. It's like a, it's a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are saying the Mets should think about trading him. And and I know that sounds crazy, Nick. And it does because what else would you want? You know, who else would you want on your team than a pitcher like that? But they may have to just trade this guy for for, for the farm because he can't. He doesn't seem to win games with with the Mets. If he can't win here, then what are you doing with the guy? Yeah, I mean, you, I say that when I'm like mad at at the team, but like, there's no way you can trade him. If, no, if you were ever going to trade no, him, it was no, going to be two years sure. ago when you signed him. Like that was the story. It's like, you know, do you sign him to an extension? Do you trade him for everything you can possibly get? But they made the right decision. It's the most, it's the biggest steal of a contract you'll ever see in baseball, what they paid him. You know, he's, what you see with a guy like Lindor got, it's crazy. But now, you know, DeGrom, apparently they're talking about another extension because he can opt out after next year and he wants to pitch into his forties and, I mean, who am I to say he can't? So he deserves whatever he gets and more after dealing with this team. But I mean, it's it's crazy just to see like the shit that happens to him when, you know, when he's when he's pitching and, and how the offense just. I think they press too much. Like they're they know in the back of their heads that like oh DeGrom, you know we don't score for this guy we got to do it and they're just pressing to score runs and like weird shit just happens to them when when he's pitching. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Acuna is definitely on a more team-friendly deal, but I mean, he'll get his. Acuna is also twenty years old, where you know, in ten years he'll still cash in. With Degrom is thirty-one or two now, so um, he's just ridiculous. So fun to watch. I mean, he was supposed to pitch today, but again, it got rained out. So hopefully, he'll go tomorrow in the snow. If there's a tomorrow in the snow. Whoa, Bree, that's are you that's okay? Dark. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> damn, Bree. I'm you at, gonna, like, show off my back or something. I meant yeah. if there was a game. Oh boy, I, 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 
I gave out the address to this place too. I may have to. Uh, that's what I meant. Them. If there's a game that this <laughs> aren't playing, uh, 162, it's just not happening. Um, all right, we've been on here for way too long. Yeah. So, uh, at, with that being said, I guess we are out of here. Uh, same time, same place next Thursday. Um, we're getting closer to the draft. All this draft talk will finally come to an end soon. I promise. Thank you to um, Andy Schwartz, Javante Williams. Yes. Go ahead, Frank. Yes. Splash, that audio is loopback audio, FYI. And uh, I will say one thing. I am doing a contest for a lot of points on the app. You have to prove, and I will, I'll post this, but you have to prove that you're subscribed to the E-Stadium um, YouTube, and you have to give us a five-star review. If you've done it already, email me. Or email the company. My email's F, my first initial at ustadium.com or info at ustadium.com, I-N-F-O, not ninfo. And I saw someone say, is, did you just say ninfo at ustadium.com? I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Um, people are weird on our app sometimes, including myself. I'm very weird. But um, email us and you will get a lot of points. I'm <laughs> arguing with Nick right now about how many points that is. But we have a Subscribe to the YouTube and write us a five-star review, although I'm not allowed to say that. Write us a review on the App Store and Google, and you got yourself some puntos. There we Very go. nice. See All you right, next week, guys. Here. Bye. Time out. That's it for this episode of Time Out with You Stadium. We'd love to connect with you and keep the conversation going. Find us on the U Stadium app, the best way to talk sports on mobile or online. Check us out at ustadium.com and on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a show.